It's really important to focus on, as you said, the love and the light of things in our everyday situations. So to be aware that these situations are occurring on the planet right now, but not to focus all of our time and attention on it. So focus your attention on what is right in your life and in the world. That was Nikki Taylor, not the supermodel, but the Reiki practitioner. I've been interested in Reiki for the longest time, but yet completely bemused by what it actually is. I've been interested but ignorant for so long that I felt it was simply about time that I had a conversation where I got to ask all of my completely inexperienced questions. And if I'm a little bit nosy about this Reiki thing, then I am betting a few of you have heard about it too. Or maybe you haven't. If you have or you haven't, you'll still get so much out of this conversation. Nikki is an experienced Reiki practitioner with a really interesting story to how she got here. After reaching her own rock bottom, struggling with anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts, she was led to Reiki through a series of synchronistic conversations. We talk more about her journey, and I get my Reiki for Dummies questions answered. Specifically, we cover what Reiki actually is, how energy can be sent through time and space, how we all have our unique energy signature, which means that two of us can do the same thing very differently, how the idea of energy can be scary when you come from a religious background, but how it can be thought of as just another label for the Holy Spirit or for God's presence, how even if you aren't a Reiki practitioner, you can use Reiki energy the importance of the feel-good factor when you're choosing a practitioner or a life coach for that matter, how we can process the hurt and fear we're seeing in the world today. We recorded this very soon after the Parkland shooting. What sending love and light means from a Reiki perspective and how we have the power to raise or lower our own vibrations. Finally, how important water is to our well-being and how we can supercharge our own water to make sure it's even more awesome. Of course, there's so much more than that. That list was long enough, but there is so much more. So stay tuned for all of the goodness from Nikki on the other side of the intro. Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. Nikki, welcome to Here to Thrive. I mentioned to you just before we jumped on the call that I have been wanting to talk about Reiki for the longest time and just haven't quite found the right person, but I was super excited when I found you. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 
So the reason I have wanted to talk about Reiki for forever is I know so little about it personally. So for everybody out there listening, this is as much for me to learn about Reiki as I hope it will be an introduction for you. I want to start with asking you, what is it? What is Reiki? What is what is this all about? Can you give us the little summary version? Absolutely, because I too had no idea what it was. I didn't even know how to actually spell it. So it was quite fascinating. In essence, Reiki is an ancient healing technique and it channels universal life force energy. And the energy flows through the practitioner to the recipient. It's a gentle yet powerful technique that promotes overall balance and harmony within the body, the mind, and the spirit. It also, in essence, bridges the gap between science and spirituality. And it's also something that you don't have to necessarily believe in or understand for it to work because it really is energy. It's like one stream out of millions because the world is infinite. So it's just one avenue that you could utilize to tap into this energy to clear out any imbalances or disharmony or disease in the body because it gets to the root cause. So any symptoms, it in essence treats the symptoms, but it goes deeper. It, it's a very deep level and uh, Reiki is just very, very powerful. I love it. <laughs> so I feel like, I don't know if it was like ancient times, maybe they still do it. Is it the kind of the same idea as healing hands, literally someone laying their hands on you and there being some healing kind of quality that goes with that? Yeah. You know, Reiki has many different levels when you become a practitioner, for example. So the first level that they teach is a hands-on healing practice. So people can actually touch you. So if I was facilitating a session on you, I could put my hands over your heart, like actually physically touching your skin, or I could actually have my hands hovering above. But it also, for example, in the second degree, the second level of Reiki training, you ultimately learn how to send it through time and space. So it doesn't have to be a hands-on spiritual application. It could be done from a distance. So if you were in Tokyo and I'm in Wyoming, I could facilitate that for you. I can work with Reiki on anything. So anyone that taps into Reiki has the ability to receive and give from anywhere in the world throughout all directions of time and space. Okay, so this just totally blows my mind, and this is why I wanted to have a conversation about it. Yes. So the Reiki practitioner, what is actually going on with the practitioner? when? So let's start with the say you've got someone in front of you and you are doing mm-hmm. the, the healing hand thing, as, as, as close as I can get to describing it. So you're mm-hmm. using more of the physical touch or the hovering hand idea. What are you doing as a practitioner in that circumstance? Are you How do you connect with this universal energy? Are you going to have your eyes closed? Are you going to be chanting? I'm fascinated. No, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So it's all of the above. You can pretty much do anything. The world is your oyster. So there are really, truly no limitations. And I'm a Reiki master teacher for 10 years now, and I have learned by the book. But I also, being a starseed, which that may or may not come up later on, um, you 
tend to activate through Reiki things of your past, your innate wisdom and intelligence that give you other means to tap into the universal life force energy. So your gifts and abilities you can access through Reiki. So it's never the same for anyone. So if I was to work on you 10 times, every single time, it's going to be totally different and unique based on your energy and what's going on for you at that time. So sometimes I apply other healing techniques or let's say crystals, crystal technology into the treatment. So it can be different. But if we're just going basic, if I was to work on you, for example, or anyone was to receive a Reiki session from a practitioner, it's different from everybody because we all hold our own unique ener energy signature. So everybody may be taught from the same instructor, from the same Reiki master, but we all have our own unique innate wisdom and past life history that sort of makes that magical special sauce. So when I facilitate a treatment, if I was working on you, my eyes would be closed. I would have you, I would make you feel warm and welcome. I probably have a candle lit and some crystals out and I may place the crystals on or around you because they amplify the healing energy. And so in essence, I really tune in to the recipient before they even arrive, before they even walk through the door to work with me, I'm tuning into the energy to get a feel of what it is that they need. And what that looks like for me is just like a very subtle, graceful desire. Like, okay, I feel like and this is going to be coming up for them. For example, maybe they're battling depression or severe anxiety or something like that. So without me necessarily asking questions or having to know, I make them feel warm and welcome and then have them lay down on a massage table and they're super comfy and cozy. And I let them know if they haven't had a session before what to expect which really isn't anything. I tell people to detach from any expected outcome so you can allow things to flow organically and naturally. I think that's the key because as you know, we can get in our own way. If we have an expectation, it may not show up that way. And then it sort of deflates the purpose and we didn't maybe enjoy the process as much. So I really get people relaxed and detaching from that expected outcome to go with the flow. And I let them know that I'll be placing my hands in various locations throughout the body, such as the top of the head, over the eyes, over the ears, the cheeks, the heart, the upper and lower stomach, the hips, the knees, the feet, and then in any other area that I feel needs special attention. And I just let it flow and let it go. That's my motto. Let it flow, let it go. So I tell them, if anything comes up for you during a treatment, any thoughts, either thoughts, feelings, or emotions that may be a little unsavory or uncomfortable, maybe their concern is, oh gosh, Nikki's facilitating this beautiful Reiki treatment on me right now, and I'm thinking about work. <laughs> but it, the beauty of it is that maybe that is what's supposed to come up, because again, the Reiki goes on a very deep level. So when my hands are on you, in my mind, I am impressing these ancient sacred symbols within your energy body. And that opens up the gateway for the energy to flow and permeate through your body and go wherever it needs to go. So even if my hands are on your heart, you may be feeling tingling sensations at the bottom of your feet. You may feel 
a wave of energy flowing through your body, such as if you were standing in an ocean, you're walking in through the beach into the water and you feel that power and the energy of the oceanic waves. And that is what the energy can actually feel like. It could be very profound and it could be very gentle. Either way, it's very powerful. Sometimes people fall asleep. Sometimes people have those sensations. They have the tingling or they'll feel warmth or coolness and variations through their body. They may have visions, insight, get clarity on a certain situation, or maybe somebody was stressing out on how they're going to pay that $2,500 medical bill. And so they're in their head and they're not grounded into their body. They're in fear. And so it can be very stressful and toxic. It creates disease and disharmony in the body. So the Reiki allows the energy to flow with my hands being on you. I can just stay with my hands at the top of your head, at the top of your crown or the crown chakra. I could be there for 20 minutes and you may or may not feel the energy flowing through you, but you may feel significantly impacted by the end of our session and feel more revitalized, restored, well rested. You may feel more youthful because there's not stress signs in your face. And you may say, Oh my gosh, I was really stressing out about this $2,500 medical bill. But while you're working on me, I felt kind of bad because it came up and I didn't want to have that interfere with the session. But in essence, I realize it's not a big deal. I totally know how I'm going to get the money and I know that it's coming. I'm not worried about it. Mm -hmm. And so I sort of let people know my hands are going to be on various locations. And if any thought, feeling or emotion shows up, that's unsavory. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just let it go. Let it flow. Let and it that's go. your mantra. I like that. <laughs> let it go. Yeah. Let it flow. So you talked about energy bodies there and our energy body. I assume from that, that each of us has an energy body and that's really the field that you're working on with Reiki. Can you talk a little bit more to that idea? And you mentioned chakras there as well. Does that go with the energy body? In essence, it does. Yeah. So we normally hear about the seven main chakras, but we have a lot more than that. And they're not necessarily visible to the eye. They're energy wills that are constantly flowing um, all the time within your body, right? So you have the seven basic chakras would be, and they're not very basic. When I use the word basic, I just mean it's, it's commonality to talk about the seven main chakras, which is your root chakra, your solar plexus, your sacral chakra, your heart chakra, your throat, your third eye, and your crown. So in essence, when one is receiving Reiki, it balances and harmonizes all aspects to your physical being, your mental being, your emotional and spiritual aspects. So every layer of every layer that makes up who you are as a human being is being addressed. And because Reiki cuts through time and space, because our past, present, and future is all connected, it's all simultaneous. So you may reap the benefits of mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health within a session. And the more often you receive Reiki, or if you were a practitioner and you're able to channel that energy for yourself, the more imbalance and the more in harmony you're going to be. Um, so I hope that answered the question That's regarding it. the energy body, because yeah, you're working on sort of everything. It's like a, 
It's everything. <laughs> it's, it's really it's, powerful. It's more than one body. So yeah. when you say channel Reiki, is Reiki mm-hmm. the word you use for that universal energy? Yes, that is what I would say. Ray is universal life. Ki is energy. If you've heard of chi or prana um, in other cultures, it's sort of the same thing. So Reiki is universal life and energy. It's a universal life force energy that we can tap into. And as you give, so if someone was a Reiki practitioner, as they give a treatment, they're receiving simultaneously. And it's not that we're using up our own energy, you're channeling, you're tapping into it. So you and everyone in the world, all of us, we all have access to energy. Reiki is one specific way to channel and tap into that universal life force energy. And to receive it is very beautiful, very harmonizing. And most often, anytime somebody's had a beautiful experience with Reiki, they want to learn it, whether it's working on their own healing or healing other people, their loved ones, their pets, also the earth, the planet. That's a big thing because when we heal and empower ourselves, we heal and empower the planet. When we ascend, when we raise our vibrational frequency, the earth shifts and changes and raises her vibrational frequency. So the universal life force energy that we tap into, we're doing it all the time. It's all around us. Everything living is energy. But with Reiki, you literally have this light flowing through the ethers, like coming, let's say you're looking up above in the sky and you sort of visualize this white light flowing through and entering your body through the crown, the crown chakra. And it flows all the way down to your heart and out your arms and hands and is applied to the recipient. So you never have to be concerned about anything taking your energy as a practitioner. And then as a recipient, you are in balance and harmony and you have a higher vibrational frequency. So if you want to do your own healing, and let's say you weren't attuned to Reiki, because if you become a Reiki practitioner, you go through an attunement and initiation process. And so it just turns you up a notch, so to speak. So when we haven't tapped in and become attuned to Reiki, we can still, in essence, channel the energy. So if you wanted to work on your loved one, you could put your healing hands on that person with the intention to channel the universal life force energy or just set the intention simple enough to say, I'm going to send this person some beautiful healing energy and see that white light flowing through you all the way down your heart, out your arms and hands to the recipient and just trust and know that it's working because that's the thing. Some people are concerned. Well, I don't believe in Reiki. Well, I'll tell you what my mom, and I've been doing this for 10 years, right? I'm a Reiki master teacher and my mom is so cute. And to this day, she still tells me that she doesn't believe in it, (laughs) but (laughs) but she always feels really good afterwards. And she'll tell me all her experiences yet. She'll clarify after the fact that she does not believe in it. And I think that's because with her religious background and her belief system, she feels that energy could be a little scary. And that is what I want to demystify because energy is very real. We are made up of energy. Energy is light and it's all around us. We would die without it. It's vital to our life force and to our being and to humanity. And so it's nothing you have to believe in or understand. It's just light. All, all of us have the capability to tap in, access, and actually heal ourselves with or without Reiki. But Reiki is 
beautiful. It's profound. It's ancient. It's been around for a long, long time. And that is sort of the starting ground, it seems like for many people. So Reiki is huge. So maybe somebody, somebody learns Reiki or they receive a session and then they continue to do that because that's what they're in alignment with. That's what they're drawn to do is Reiki, but you can also tap into other healing techniques as well. And I would say you really, just like you, when you said you found me, there are so many Reiki practitioners and Reiki master teachers out there, but you have to, anything that you do, if you have a desire to experience something or to learn something, it's very much the key component to a lot, to choose someone that's in alignment with your vision. So anyone that feels really good to you, you get a good vibe from them. You don't even know why they just feel good to you. And you know, for sure that you absolutely have to work with this person. They're going to help you. So you have to believe in it. You have to like, you have to resonate and be in alignment with the person you want to work with and then receive what you feel you know you're going to receive from that person. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I say this <laughs> I say the same thing to my life coaching clients, you know. Mm-hmm. Go with the coach. If if some people talk to more than one, other people just ring me up and are like already feel like I know you. Let's just get get to business. But if people are talking to more than one coach, I always say go with the one that you feel most attached to that you feel a connection with because that connection is telling you something. Yeah. And it's not a one size fits all. So as I mentioned before, most of us on the planet have had past lives. And of course that's a whole other subject, but we have this innate wisdom embedded in our DNA. So we all have these beautiful gifts and superpowers that can turbo boost the Reiki experience. And so from one star seed to another, for example, and again, there I go with that term, um, star seeds are here on the planet for humanity. And a lot of star seeds are Reiki healers or they receive Reiki. They're fascinated with energy on some level because they know that there's something that really exists. And so when you tap into someone that you just jive with, more than likely you have encountered an individual that you've had past lives with. And so that's a very powerful and profound in and of itself. So let's talk about star seeds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like what I feel like it keeps coming up. So we need to address it. What yeah. is a star seed for anyone <laughs> that is fascinated by that term? Yes. So just know you can check this out online and you'll get a million different answers, but in essence, star seeds we're advanced beings. We have come from the stars and other galaxies and our mission is earth. So in essence, we're here to service mankind. We're here to be in our highest service and our highest mastery and our highest creation on the planet now to help heal and empower ourselves and heal and empower the world so we can ascend for unity, for unity consciousness, for us not to judge a book by its cover anymore, for us to wholeheartedly love and accept ourselves, love and accept other people, no matter what, to actually really go within to the heart space and to forgive, to heal, to release, and to love wholeheartedly, deeply, and unconditionally. And star seeds activate 
other star seeds. So for example, maybe there's millions of star seeds here on the planet. And a lot of times people are spiritually quiet. They're not fully awakened yet. And I didn't have my awakening until 2008. And I didn't even know what the heck that meant. Um, when I actually was, I was in Sacramento, California in 2008. And then I moved to Seattle for a year. Well, before I moved to Seattle, while living in Sacramento, I was at my worst of my worst. So from the outside perspective, it looked like I had it all. But from the inside, I felt very lost and disconnected. I felt like I wanted to be home. And I didn't even know what that meant. Because of course, I had this gorgeous home at a great job at a nice car I had great friends. But I felt like I was putting my worth and my value into my relationships with men. And my self-worth and my value was in these relationships. And so if they failed, it was in essence me punishing myself. And sometimes we have a tendency to numb our pain because it's difficult to really go inward and reflect on what choices we have made that led us to feel so totally detached depressed, suicidal, anxious, so on and so forth. So sometimes it looks like drugs or alcohol or sex or uh, serial dating and uh, working at a dead end soul sucking job 16 hours a day. There's so much. And I was battling depression, suicidal and anxiety, pretty much everything I just listed except for the drugs. <laughs> I was going through that for about a year and a half. And I honest to God, didn't even know why I re recognized that I was trying to mask my pain, but I didn't know what it was about. I thought, well, okay, I went through a breakup, but that doesn't mean that life has to end. I just feel like there's so much more to life. There's so much more that I don't understand. And I just feel like there's guidance all around me, moving me into a direction that I just don't understand. And there was a lot of fear going on. Well, I decided I was going to end it. That was it. How old were you? Oh my God. I don't know how old I was. Let's see. You're like, let me in... count back. <laughs> um, so I'm 41 now. And that was in 2008. So, so you were like early 30s. You were probably 30, 31. Yeah. And I, I was at my worst of my worst. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I thought about it for six months. And then I literally called my office, which had a voicemail system before the office opened. And I called in sick to work. And I had cleared up all my social media. I threw a lot of things away. I did whatever I needed to do. And I was just going to do it. And I didn't want to be found, which is why I was going to call in sick to work. And this is very personal, by the way. This isn't something that I've actually shared with very many people uh, to this extent. But I think it's important for the listeners because there are so many people out there dealing with depression and anxiety and yeah. their stress level so high. They feel so disconnected. I think it's really important because there is alternative ways to live and to actually truly thrive, not just survive, right? Because I grew up in a very, um, in one extreme to the other, very beautiful, harmonious environment, and then also very volatile and destructive. And I did everything that I could in my power from early on in age to do whatever it took for me to feel safe, for me to feel at peace, and for me to feel loved. And I knew that I needed to do that for myself, to fill myself up, not go outside of myself, seeking external circumstances to fill a void. It was very important for me to feel safe, secure, and protected. And 
I got bullied a lot. And then I was also the popular kid. It's like, again, one extreme Mm. to the other, right? So sort of, I went through these ebbs and flows. And then in 2008, I decided, okay, this is it. So like I said, I called in sick to work and I was, and I was going to do it. And then I didn't, I reached out to a girlfriend. She showed up, we talked. And then the next day I was, I, I felt the strong desire to reach out to another girlfriend. I was always the one that people would come to. I didn't always go to other people with my problems because I honestly didn't think that anyone could relate to them mm-hmm. or understand them because anytime I tried, I sort of was shut down, kind of like, oh. Your life you looks perfect, about? Nikki. You've got everything you need, right? Yes. And I was like, oh, but you don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, my girlfriend, she said, Nikki, she started crying. I started crying. She started crying. She's like, I can't believe you were going to kill yourself. And it makes me emotional right now, actually sharing it with you because I can actually connect to that time. And so the both of us are crying and laughing at the same time because I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I need to be here. I can't explain why, but I know that my mission in life is huge, but I know that it's not going to happen anytime soon, but something else has got to happen. I have nothing to lose and only something to gain. And I just feel like there's something that I'm on the precipice of, but I don't know what that is. And she said, Nikki, she goes, I keep hearing you say that you're lonely. And I was like, what? She goes, yeah, you've said six times that you're lonely. I said, I didn't even realize it. She goes, well, it's really fascinating because I can mirror it back to you so you can hear it yourself. I felt like you were supposed to call me so I could deliver the message to you. She goes, I think because you've gone outside of yourself for so long for that happiness. She goes, you sort of lost your way. She goes, this isn't something that I've ever done myself, but have you ever heard of Reiki? And I said, Oh my God. Yes. When I was 19 years old and working in San Francisco, a girlfriend of mine mentioned Reiki, but the way she explained me, explained it to me, it totally turned me off. So I said, no, no, thank you. I'll just stick to my massage therapy. I love most getting massages and that will be a really good stress relief. So here you are talking about Reiki. I don't even know how to spell it, but I'm going to Google it and I'm going to find someone and I'm going to do it. And, and that was it. I, I went on to Google again. I didn't even know how to spell it. So I was guessing I found this sweet woman. She looked like my grandmother and I called her and it was probably 10 o'clock at night. And I said, Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I almost hung up on you because I didn't expect you to answer at 10 PM. I thought I was going to get your business, but I'm getting your cell phone. She goes, Oh sweetie, that's okay. I'm just grocery shopping. And she said, well, how can I help you? I said, well, I met my worst and my worst. And I'm hoping that I could schedule an appointment with you at your earliest convenience. Well, she got me in the next day. I had, by the way, went to my office and deleted my own voicemail and went to work like nothing happened. Um, and then by the time I was off work and I made my appointment with, with the woman, with Beverly, she was very warm and welcoming and very beautiful and peaceful. She made me feel right at ease. And I had an epic emotional release in 60 minutes. I had an epic emotional release. I jumped off the table. I gave her a hug and I said, holy shit. (laughs) 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 And she said, she just smiled very subtly. And she said, yes. And I said, oh my God, I had no idea that this even existed. Because the 
the energy and the power and the momentum, it's like very challenging to articulate exactly what happens in a session because oftentimes nobody can articulate it. It's like, holy smokes, what just happened? But then there's other times where it's extremely gentle, very subtle, but it's very profound. And a lot of times people don't even really understand it or sense it until a few days later because it continues to flow. So it, it took that one session to provide enough shift for me to feel revitalized and no longer. Kate, let me tell you. Okay. I'm because- amazed. I'm sitting here like <laughs> awestruck by your story because obviously I didn't know this before I got Nikki on the podcast. And I'm just like, wow, what uh, just a profound experience to be like, I'm at the worst of my worst. I am so empty and I don't know how to make myself whole again. And just to have this breakthrough moment of, I think there's more, but I have no idea what that is. Mm -hmm. And then just these little breadcrumbs to be your friend coming over, then finding the old Reiki master, I assume she was. (laughs) Wow. What a story. (laughs) Yeah, it was beautiful. And so at that time I told her, I said, well, I just got promoted And I'm going to be managing because I was in the multifamily housing industry for 17 years. So that's a far cry. It's very different from Reiki. You know, I'm managing multi-million dollar assets, apartment communities all over between five states. And that's what I I was doing and really working hard at. And I told her, I said, I got promoted. I'm going to be going to Seattle for one year. And when I come back, I want you to teach me. I want you to show me the way because I know that this is for me, but I have a lot of healing and I have a lot more work to do before I am, I'm feeling ready to, you know, prepare myself for this beautiful gift. Because now that I know that this is available, I want to turn more people onto it. I want to create more awareness throughout the universe that this technique is available for everyone to receive it or to learn it and to apply it. And in all areas of your life, I take Reiki and I apply it to every area of my life. So even by the time I learned it and I was continuing to be in the multifamily housing industry business, I would take Reiki. I was raking my I was raking my students. I was raking my staff. I was raking my building everything. So if somebody said, Hey, Nikki Taylor, I've got an occupancy hiccup over here and I really need your expertise. I would go in there, tune into the energy. That's something I've always done, but didn't really know what I was doing. So I tune into the energy, the essence of what was going on at the property. And I would troubleshoot from there. And then I would sort of clean it up and then I would do Reiki. So without anyone even knowing what I was doing with the eyes, sort of like laser beams, I would be impressing these symbols on the walls, in the paperwork, in business meetings, and it would really transcend anyone's expected outcome of the situation. It was always positive. I always tell people there's always a, a positive way to say something bad. So hell may break loose in certain situations, but through Reiki and higher consciousness, changing your point of view and your perception and adding light like your touch of of light and energy, your essence, because everyone always told me your spirit, your energy, your light, it's so vibrant. And that is what I kept getting back time and time again. And I didn't really even know what that meant until 
Reiki because Reiki was sort of my spiritual catalyst. So I became a Reiki practitioner and then became a Reiki master, Reiki master teacher. And then I started to pick up other healing techniques and abilities and then really applying that into everyday life, including work and business. It just immediately makes me think of Instagram and the hashtag love and light. I feel like it's a similar kind of idea, literally sending love and light with our intention and our focus. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. I'm starting to get my head around it now. Okay. Where do I want to go now? (laughs) I'm like, whoa, I'm like, so like amazed by this conversation. You know what? I got something to say. Can I share it? Go for it. Okay. So when we were talking, you had mentioned some of the things going on in the world today. (laughs) And I think this is really important, right? Because we've heard about the recent school shootings and everything occurring on in the world. Okay. So here's what I want everyone to be aware of. What can we do? It's like, there's crazy times. Things are seem out of control. There's a lot of fear, lack, uncertainty. And a lot of this is geared around culture, society, and upbringing that create this fear. But fear is really just an illusion. It's not real. It's just showing us that we're not feeling safe and secure and grounded in our physical body. We're a little fearful. So we're in our head and the head is very creative, right? We're very imaginative beings. And so we can paint a very highly volatile picture because of what we're hearing and seeing on the news. It's really important to focus on, as you said, the love and the light of things in our everyday situations. So to be aware that these situations are occurring on the planet right now, but not to focus all of our time and attention on it. So focus your attention on what is right in your life and in the world, because the more we focus our attention on what's working or what we're excited about, what we're loving, that is going to shift and change. So basically with the gun culture, that that's something that you and I had spoke about. Yeah. I want to know all about <laughs> it because seriously, I feel like this is so topical right now and it's so front of mind for everyone. I've got a little kid who I send off to elementary school and I'm like, wicked. This sounds, this feels really not that good right now in America, clearly not being an American. Yeah. Yeah. So you were talking How do we really process that? You said to focus on what is good, focus on that love and that light, not our fear. Yes, exactly. You know, to fill ourselves up with love. So for example, um, you could take this in everyday situations. So if there is something that you see in somebody else that you don't like, and you feel that you know what they need to do, that is, um, they're showing up as a mirror, right? So sometimes I take the scenic route, then I'll come back around. So just hold me to that. So here's what I'm going to say. Through culture, society, and upbringing, there's all this fear, disconnection, and negativity going on. And the more we tap into that frequency. So think of a radio station, right? So think of a AM, FM radio station, and you're on a drive. And you hear your favorite song come on the radio, but there's that static. So it's not totally finely tuned into where you can hear it perfectly. There's static. And so we're vibrational and frequency beings. We can raise, we can ascend our vibrational frequency, or we can lower it depending on what we think 
and what we fill. So the majority of where we focus our time and attention and energy on, that is the experience that you are creating in your reality. So the more we tap into the channel with that bad song we don't want to listen to, the more we receive that in our reality and the more we are aware of those toxic things happening. So I just tell people, don't even put it out there. You know, Mm. so be aware of what's transpiring in the world. Send them your blessing. I mean, seriously, you know, when I heard about the recent shooting, um, I was with my boyfriend and his mother and we sat down and I said, I said, would you guys like to pray? Mm. And this isn't something I've ever done with them. And I said, why don't we take a moment in silence and let's pray. So we held hands, had a moment of silence. I said a prayer And then I called in Archangel Michael to cut any negative cords or attachments associated with the situation and have it recycled into the universe into positive love and light. And I asked Archangel Raphael to encompass everyone associated with it and embed the entire planet encompassing with your emerald green healing light, going to the heart of the matter, learning to forgive, to heal and to move forward and to focus our attention on what is working and what is right. Because just think of the power and the momentum. Kate, if every one of us in the world took the time to fill ourselves up with so much love and healing energy, just intention for us to just say, you know what? Fuck it. I hereby release all the negativity. Now I choose love. I choose to step into my highest capacity, my highest capabilities, my highest masteries and create a new world through vision. What if we all got together and had a vision of love, of healing, of empowerment, of unity, consciousness of actually really loving and accepting each other. And to forgive and to release, to forgive is to return to love. So anytime we hear about or see these situations arise, they're merely showing up as an opportunity for us to choose differently. And this is just my personal statement is guns are not the problem or the solution. Mm. Love is. And truly, any opportunity that arises, any hellish experience or harrowing thoughts are showing up, giving us an opportunity to do different, to choose different. And it's time for us to take ownership, accountability, and responsibility for the reality that we have created and choose differently for ourselves because it is possible. It's never too early and it's never too late to choose a new vision for yourself. So to paint the picture of you and your family being safe, secure, and protected and loving and understanding that there's good guys and bad guys out there, but it's all coming down to perception because if it wasn't for the bad guys, if it wasn't for the bad stuff, if it wasn't for the hell that broke loose in our life, where would we be today? Mm. It's interesting. I just find this conversation fascinating because one, (laughs) I see so many parallels in your conversation, just that transcend any one religion, you know, it really does. There's this, this similar link of spirituality and of spiritual energy that you talk about when you talk about Reiki, that could be Christian. It could be, 
you know, it could be any number of religions, but mm-hmm. it all comes back. Like you said, you were praying or you could say you were sending love and light or you could say they're all really the same intention, that you are sending spirit, spiritual love, universal light, you are sending energy or you are looking for the positive energy. So totally just saying that it, it's not necessarily one religion or one belief system. It kind of transcends that. Mm-hmm. And the other point that I think, really resonates with me is I always say it's one of my kind of like core teachings that what we feed our minds matter and I was shocked when I first moved to America that having come from New Zealand the news in America is the next level of fearful like oh yeah truly the news in New Zealand if any of you travel there it's everybody's bucket list I know I know (laughs) when you go to New Zealand turn on the nightly news and you will be shocked at just how not fearful it is whereas I was alarmed when I got to America how fear inducing the TV news was it was constantly just feeding me fear and I gave up watching the news at that point Mm -hmm. because it was changing the way I was perceiving my life what we feed our minds matter and I think you're just saying the same message with a different language but it's totally the same thing I am all about looking for the good in our lives and putting on those rose-colored glasses because if more of us did that we'd be in a happier place Yeah. So definitely focus on what feels good to you. Create more of what you want to see in the world and in your own life. We have to really focus that for ourselves versus going outside of ourselves first. So it's like filling ourselves up with positive intention. To me, prayer means intention. It's a intention with peaceful intent for yourself and for the world and to all associated with it throughout all directions of space and time. And so that is the intention. Every time I do something, it's always with the heart. It's always with the love. And I'm not perfect by any means. I'm totally normal, just like you and everybody else. We have our on and off days, but I still love myself through the process. And I know when I fill myself up and when I'm loving on myself, I'm overflowing. My cup is overflowing. So I'm able to give at a high capacity without feeling drained and depleted because when we feel drained and depleted, we are getting ticked off. We're very short, especially with the ones that we're close to. And we go into react, we go into reaction mode. And, you know, there's a lot of fear and uncertainty being projected onto the world right now. And America, unfortunately, is one of the countries that is highly volatile to live in. But it's also very peaceful and beautiful. It's all perception. But, you know, it's okay to get your news from a conscious source. There's conscious media and then there's unconscious media. So you really have to be aware of what you're tuning into. Um, But, yeah, beauty is everywhere. All we have to do is look. You were talking about your own story and how really you were at this incredibly low rock bottom where you were contemplating taking your own life before there was this huge, I guess, swing of the pendulum and switch in your energy to obviously where you are today. Do you feel like something similar often happens to people? And on a bigger level, do you feel like something similar is happening at a society level? Are we coming to a societal rock bottom so that we can see the pendulum swing and live our lives in a different way? 
Wow. I got chills on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We, um, sometimes it takes us, well, you've heard the saying, I'm sure sometimes you have to hit rock bottom before you get on top. And the way I look at it is, yes, that's happening for a lot of people. A lot of people are waking up and that's what I was understanding when I was going through that sort of lost and disconnected state It was because I was awakening. I was, in essence, without knowing exactly what was happening, I was taking notice of what was not working, what was not real, and what was not the truth in general. What does the truth mean? Well, whatever that means to you, the truth of everything, the creation of all that is, everything. I I started to recognize the difference between what was real, what was not, what was true, what was not. And it took me hitting rock bottom within that period of time for me to recognize and see my own light. I remember sitting on my couch and I had never meditated before. So I sat on my couch and I forced myself to meditate because I thought, I don't know how to meditate. I'm not good at this. I don't even know how to do this. And I don't, you know, and, and before I didn't want to take the time to learn it, I just didn't want to sit down for an hour and try to figure it out. To me, that was insane. <laughs> I wanted to move and move and move. And that's the problem. Oftentimes when we're moving so quickly and we don't want to stop, that is a red flag. That is telling you, that is your sign that the divine light, the higher consciousness, the your angelics, your beings, your guides, your ascended masters, your goddesses, all the beings around you that love you and support you are saying, yep, actually, you say you don't want to slow down, but we're telling you, you got to slow down. Because if we don't slow down and start paying attention, something can transpire and it forces us to stop, right? So it's like the universe gives us subtle signs for a little while until it's red flag central. And it's like, stop here, stop here, stop here. And you just keep going into another direction and something transpires and it forces you to stop, whether it's disease, you're getting, you're you're sick, there's disease, which is dis-ease. It's disharmony in the body, right? And so in essence, a lot of times when people are waking up, there is a sort of, hitting rock bottom that's transpiring to get them to stop or to slow down to smell the roses to actually know that there is another way of doing things and does that answer your question it does (laughs) because the way i kind of see this is it's really cracking open right when we feel like so often we're breaking down we're really cracking open to the reality of life and we're going a level deeper because So many of the planet, in my opinion, so many of us, well, I would not say you and I, but so many people (laughs) are living completely superficial lives. And it sounds like you were kind of in that point of like, I've got all the stuff, I'm ticking all the boxes, Mm -hmm. but whoa, it still isn't feeling right. It's still not feeling good. Yeah. It takes us to stop and slow down. And that's why I I sat there on my couch thinking I've never meditated before. How do I even do this? So I thought, okay, I'm going to turn off the light and I'm going to like turn off all the lights in my house. I'm just going to be sitting here on the couch in the dark. I'm going to light a candle and I'm just going to look at the candle. I'm just going to stare at it with no other thoughts and just 
see what, what happens. happens. Do, you know yeah. what's, do you know what's funny? I've said this on the podcast before. When I decided it was time that I learned to meditate, which is really funny now that I even think about the timeline because it was mm-hmm. 2008, 2009. It's right around the same time you're talking. And I bought a book called Hurry Up and Meditate, which I still think is just the funniest <laughs> story because like yeah. the irony of that statement. But I sound like <laughs> I was just like, yo, well, like, come on, let's get on with this. Like, I need to meditate. <laughs> yeah. You, and I love the book name, by the way. That totally makes me laugh. Well, I sat there and I stared at this candle. It only took me maybe two minutes. And all of a sudden, I had this voice come to me. And it was, there's still a flicker of light left in you, babe. Yeah. Right. And, and I <laughs> all have that voice, people. We all have that voice. If we ever allow ourselves to get quiet enough and slow enough to hear it, it's we all have it. Oh, yeah. And so I'm just glad because I, I saw the flicker of light that was still in me. The furnace is still burning. It wasn't super bright just yet, but Reiki got me to a point that I could see the future, be excited about the future, be comfortable and grounded in my present, forgive and heal and have a better understanding of the past and not let that hold me down into the world to answer your question. We are ascending. So things get worse. They, They appear to get worse before they get better. And that's okay because without the shadow, without the dark, there wouldn't be the light, you know, it's the yin and yang. And so there is a lot more light. We're just not always hearing about it or seeing it. So it's sort of, we have to become self-sufficient and aware on how to self-start, self-motivate, self-love ourselves back to health. And Reiki can alleviate pain and discomfort. Reiki can take our harrowing thoughts and in essence, show us another way a higher path to shift the energy surrounding those thoughts. Because when we're in our head about things, everything's exacerbated. We're powerful and creative. So it's important to master our own healing and to learn ways that relate to us that we're excited about. And so, you know, um, one thing I wanted to touch on, especially doing any sort of energy work. And even if you didn't do any energy work, water, 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 our planet's made up of water by 70%. Our bodies are made up of water by 70%. It is important to be hydrated because when we are dehydrated, our body is screaming and it's not operating in its highest capacity. So people, if you want to feel good, it starts with water, drinking, beautiful, clean water. And if you don't have like fancy filtration system and whatever, just drink whatever you have available to you, but you can supercharge it. So if you are a Reiki practitioner, you can charge it with Reiki. If not, I'll give you a little technique. You could be, you can have food or beverage in front of you, but for the sake of this conversation, we're talking about water. So you can get a beautiful glass of water. You put your hands over it and you see this cascading waterfall of white light flowing through you, through the top center of your crown, all the way down your heart, out your arms and hands to the glass that you're holding and see it filling up your cup with white light. And just say out loud, I'm so thankful and grateful for this glass of water to hydrate me and set an intention. I intend that as I take a sip of this water, everywhere in the world will be hydrated and nourished. So again, going back to intention, you're not only blessing, giving gratitude for your food and beverages, but you're setting the intention to help empower and heal and nourish humanity. So why not? 
take a bite of food and say, every time I, as I take a bite of this cereal, (laughs) this delicious cereal, I intend that everyone in the world will be nourished. It sounds, I, I, these, these are simple practices that everyone can do and they really sound like beautiful mindfulness practices as well. Yeah, it's sort of, it all goes hand in hand. So it's multifaceted. Reiki is multifaceted, light energy multifaceted. Reiki is one stream of life force energy that we can tap into, but there's a lot of other healing modalities, but I personally much resonate with Reiki. I love, love, love Reiki. It empowered and changed my life and it's, it's a journey. So I've been on this journey for many, many years. I teach it. I provide healing sessions, but I really encourage everybody. If you haven't had a Reiki session before, especially you don't have to have anything wrong with you um, to have a Reiki session. It could just help bring you back into balance and harmony. If you just want to rest and relax and give an hour of undivided attention for yourself to just be pampered through light immersion therapy, I recommend it for children, babies, children, adults, seniors, animals, plants, everyone, including the planet can benefit from Reiki. Okay, that I love that. Um, but I realized I haven't yet asked you my intermission question. So I'm going to hit you with these, all right? Yeah. This just helps us to get to know you a little bit better. So are you a morning person or a night person, Nikki? I am a morning person. <laughs> so do you get up like super crazy early? Um, it depends on what's going on, but I wake up uh, usually around anywhere between five or six o'clock in the morning, I just wake up earlier than anybody else in the house because that is my alone time. And it's important for me to have that alone time, that quiet time where I'm taking in water with some lemon juice or I'm doing my coconut oil pulling technique that draws out impurities from the mouth. And I love that time to myself. So yeah, I, I say early bird gets the worm. I feel like I'm very alert and up and at them in the morning versus at night. And I like to play in the afternoon and evening time. So I'd much rather wake up early in the morning. <laughs> what is currently sitting on your nightstand? Well, I have a beautiful antique lamp and I have a beautiful box that I just bought, believe it or not, at Ross and I have some crystals in it and I love it. It's the prettiest box I've ever seen and it was eight bucks at Ross and I'm like, oh my God, I have to have this and I love waking up and seeing it next to me every single morning. (laughs) I have never been into that store and there is one just down the road. I'm going to give it a go. (laughs) It's hit or miss, but you know, sometimes you'll find a good gem. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So what is your favorite self-care activity? Ooh, I have so many self-care activities that I enjoy doing, but I'm going to say an Epsom or sea salt bath. What um, I love doing is I found these, I think the brand is EO. I'm not entirely sure, but I have these beautiful dehydrated rose petals. And I love to do an Epsom salt bath with the Himalayan pink salts and these rose petals. It smells divine. It's nourishing. It's relaxing. It's detoxifying. It clears your energy and the salt. Basically, anytime you work with salt, it cleanses the energetic toxins, the debris that we might've picked up and going to the grocery store or the bank or something. So I feel like this is like the, a great way to relax, get warm and cozy, put some music on like Enya and candles and just enjoy. So that I love. Oh, I like the way that a salt bath is a form of cleansing the energy. 
I've never oh, heard yeah. that before. That's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Favorite book? Have you got a book that changed your life or one that you seem to pick up just at the right time that was really good? Oh, yeah. I've read so many books in my lifetime, but my favorite one is called The Expected One by Kathleen McGowan. And they say that it was written over the course of 20 years and it was written as though it wasn't true, but it is true. They say it's the true story of Jesus and Mary Magdalene. And what's interesting is I've traveled around the world. And in this book, I very much resonated with it because I'd been to a lot of the cities and the countries that it spoke about. And I remember being in those spaces thinking, wow, it feels like I live here. I know where to go. I know what to do. I can speak that language. It's like, I feel like I've been here before, but how have I been here when I have not been to this part of France or Italy in my existence in this lifetime now? So what the heck does that even mean? And so it was very interesting because it seemed like every word, every single word in this book, the expected one by Kathleen McGowan, it seemed like every word had this energetic essence and it was activating me every step of the way. I cried. I laughed. I got excited. I shared it with my grandma. My grandmother picked it up and she read it in 2.2 seconds. And it's like a six or 700 page book. And it is powerful and profound. And it will awaken your spiritual truths that are within you in reading this book. So you'll have to, if it resonates with you, if you feel any inkling, any desire to read it, I would totally read it and tell me what you think. Because it was really powerful for me and it made a lot of sense. And now, several years later, since reading the book, I'm actually accessing what they talk about in this book, which is very powerful for me because I'm not really skeptical, but there are still times that I second guess um, the information that's coming through because it's so far fetched. Like, there's no way that I ever had anything to do with Jesus and Mary Magdalene. But I very much resonate with that as well. And so um, it was really fascinating to me because there was a reading that I received. And in this reading, it was about past lives. And she said, well, um, you you were a part of the team that showed up in on the earth to prepare for Jesus and Mary's arrival. Mm. And so I cried and was like, holy shit. No wonder why this book very much resonated with me because it also touches on Joan of Arc and some other things. So again, it taps into past lives and the true story of Jesus and Mary Magdalene. So it's pretty fascinating. It does sound like a fascinating read. I will, yeah. I will check it out. The expected yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nikki, a favorite long road or the life lesson that you felt like took you a long time to learn? Was there a detour in your life that you're like, "Mm, I learned a lot on the, on the journey, but it would have been way easier just to take the direct route. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, um, that is, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about romantic relationships because that's lots of people do here. I think those might, that's what I would talk about there too. (laughs) (laughs) Romantic relationships. Okay. So we know we, we may know someone or we just met someone and there's, uh, connection and there's an intrigue and you know you're flirting and you're having fun and yeah I was in a relationship with somebody that I knew was all wrong for me I mean I had every red every red flag was like no don't go here please do not 
And I was like, oh yeah, you know, I think I'm going to go here. And it was like, no, don't. <laughs> so I would say, yes, I, I, I was aware. I was consciously aware that I was being unconscious. I was conscious of being unconscious <laughs> in my decision to pursue, <laughs> to pursue this romantic relationship with this individual that was all wrong for me. And we were in a relationship together for a little while and, um, it was not a good situation, but I learned so much about myself through that experience. And that really truly was the reason why I did jump in is because although I was aware of the red flags, I saw it. And that was obviously mirroring back to me, the healing that I still required in my life, which is why I opted for that route, because I knew that it was going to profoundly shift me and change me in ways that I would never know or understand until now. Right. So at a soul level, you probably knew what you were doing, but at a surface level, (laughs) it was not looking good. Right. (laughs) What is one thing in your day you can't do without Nikki? Oh, my, my, my self-love practice. I mean, there's so many of them, but the one thing that I can't do without is looking myself in the mirror and saying, I love you. Oh, that is so good. When do you do that during the day? Um, I wake up. Uh, so remember, I like that silent time. <laughs> so I, I wake up and I pretty much wake up and just go right to the bathroom. And then I look at myself in the mirror with my arms up in the sky with my palms up. And I say, Nikki, I deeply and completely love you and accept you. And that's it. And so um, every time I go to the bathroom, that's like my thing because in the bathroom, you have a mirror. So every time I go to the bathroom, I'll say, I love you. Um, But in the morning, I always say, I call my name because you actually, your body can't differentiate if you're talking to you, if I'm talking to you, or if somebody else is talking to you, if you're watching a movie. So it's very important what we hear what we're listening to, what we're watching, because we're portals, our eyes, our ears, our hearts, everything is energy. So it's important for me to wake up and be the first one to say, Nikki, I freaking love you. (laughs) And so I say I love you every time I go into the bathroom or I'm in front of a mirror. I just say I love you. And sometimes it's not always out loud because I might have other people in the room. And so I'll just look at myself and I'll silently say, Nikki, I love you. How does it get any better than this? Oh, how good is that? I love it. Every time you see, <laughs> what I love is it's just like the prompt is, because I'm all about prompts for my behavior. Yes. But the prompt is you see a mirror. Like that is easy. You see yourself and you yes. acknowledge yourself. I, oh, yes. I'm going to try that one out. <laughs> Do it. All right. How would you describe the soul? Ooh, the soul. Well, the soul is my inner goddess. The soul is our higher self. It is the connection to all that is. It is the divine light. Soul is everything that makes up who you are. And soul is your Akashic. Soul is your past life. Soul is your past, present, and future lives all intertwined into one, embedded in your physical and etheric bodies. The soul is empowering. So it's so important for us to nourish, honor, and, and our soul. And so that's how I would describe the soul is the higher self, the ones that conscious and is connected to love and creation and the divine light of all that is. Beautiful. And finally, Nikki, what is fulfillment to you? Ooh, fulfillment. Fulfillment is doing anything that is deeply meaningful to you. So to fill ourselves up, we are sacred. You know, I'm going to call us a sacred 
work of art. We're all sacred works of art. And so it's very important to love and to nourish ourselves and to do whatever we're excited and inspired to do that is deeply meaningful. That is fulfillment to me is filling yourself up with all the things that bring you the utmost enjoyment and quality of life that really is deeply meaningful. And that is also why I moved into a new direction from property management, multifamily housing industry to doing the spiritual coaching and the Reiki and the energy healing for people and for the land and all that I do. It's like being able to be a positive messenger for humanity to instill higher values, thoughts and belief systems and humanity that is deeply fulfilling to me is helping to empower the earth. Mm, So fulfillment, that real shift in your career and the way you were spending your life, that was so that you could live a fulfilling life. Yes. Oh, I have (laughs) one final question for you. Yeah. If you could leave our listeners with one thought, what would that be today? Hmm. Light. I want you to focus on your light and what lights you up. You know, moving your body, resting, forgiving, loving, focusing on what feels good to you, creating more of what you want to see. It's all light and love intertwined and just focus on the light of everything. So if you were to run into a situation, what would be and what would be another way to view this situation from a loving perspective? That is the light. So the way I can look at it is let's say they, there are high level beings surrounding the universe, looking onto the earth. Okay, so these are beautiful beings outside of Earth in the universal space and the ethers looking down onto the Earth as though it was like a crystal ball. Okay, so think of a psychic with a crystal ball. And not every psychic has a crystal ball, by the way. But let's say you have a crystal ball and you were to look into the crystal ball to see what you see. These high level intelligent beings see us playing out our everyday scenarios. So look at it from a higher perspective, an illuminated perspective. So anytime a situation arises and it doesn't feel good or it doesn't look good or it's causing conflict or stress or whatever it is, know that you you are seeing, you're observing something, but you're tapped into another energy. So if you, if you want to see the love of the situation, just ask yourself, what would an enlightened being do? Ooh, that's such a good question to leave us with. What would an enlightened being do? So good. (laughs) There was so much in that conversation. I seriously took so many notes when I was editing this, trying to work out what to tell you about it. So I hope that you gained so much and I wouldn't be surprised if you need to re-listen to get even more of the goodness out of that conversation. If you want to track Nikki down, you can find her at awakenspiritualtruths.com. You can also find her on Instagram at highvelocityspiritualcoach. Hit the contact tab on her website and she's been super generous 
with her offer to Hair to Thrive listeners. And if you reach out to her and say that you heard her in this conversation and that you would like a Reiki session, and just remember, she can do those remotely, she will upgrade that and give you a free heart chakra healing meditation session. These can either be done together or scheduled separately. So email her, track her down at awakenspiritualtruths.com and take her up on that offer. I am back from New Zealand. If you have been listening to the last few episodes, you may have heard that I was over there visiting friends and family, but I am back now and super excited to be here. I'm feeling really refreshed and revived and I can't wait for the second half of this year. My next program coming up is called Channel Your Chill, and the links to register for that are going to be on my website midway through next week. We're kicking off at the start of May, so please come and look if you've ever thought about maybe working with me or been interested in what I do as a coach. This is a group program, and there's so much fun, I can't even express how much joy the group program in January brought me. So I'm so looking forward to channel your chill. If you're already on my mailing list, you will get updates about that. If you're not, head over to heretothrive.com. Boom. Own that now. Love it. Or thrive.how and you will see a freebie tab. The freebie tab is where you can sign up to get a bunch of free goodies and also get on my mailing list where you will get updates for what's coming up next. Appreciate you all. Loving the beautiful messages I'm getting. Thank you for the reviews and thank you for telling your friends about Here to Thrive. The audience just keeps on growing. The community keeps growing and it brings me so much joy to know that these conversations are landing where it matters. I'll be back next week. And until then, just keep thriving for me.